0: welcome back it's now with dave brown on ami let's jump into the world of virtual reality there's a new virtual reality headset out there put out by meta it's the meta quest pro and mark aflalo of double tap tv doesn't just have his hands on it it's on his head of course you can find double tap tv tuesdays at 8 p.m eastern time on ami
1: tv hello mark Hello, Dave. This is my costume, okay? So I need to describe to people that my goal today was to be Steve Jobs. But I don't have a black turtleneck. I do have jeans, and I don't have those glasses. So I replaced the glasses for a VR headset. And not only that, it's actually kind of an AR headset. We'll get into that. But in true Steve Jobs fashion, we're going to do a live demo that may go completely wrong. Okay. So I just want to preface this, that this is the first time that we're going to try and do a VR demo on the show, and I'm going to walk you through the entire process. So
0: this is really exciting. I know we talked about this in our post-show meeting on Friday. I'm like, there's no way he can do a demo with virtual reality. (laughs) It's impossible. And I guess in your world, impossible is nothing. We can definitely take take a crack at this. Before you give us the full walkthrough here, Mark, maybe just tell me a little bit why this product is so compelling and why it seems to have captured the interest of so many people.
1: Well, it's compelling because it really does blend uh, or blur the line between augmented reality and virtual reality, because augmented reality is really putting VR into your existing space and overlaying it onto your world. And the way Meta is doing it uh, is they're making it a little bit more consumer friendly in terms of the price point, but they're also doing it in terms of, you know, just the way that you interact with the world. And this is why when I show you exactly the the, the Meta Horizon workspace that I'm actually sitting in right now, I don't even see you. I'm seeing a workroom that I'm going to demo for you in a second. That is just it is it is super ultra cool. And and caveat. Not entirely accessible, but there is an accessibility POV here that we can talk about.
0: Okay, okay. Let's let's get into what you want to show off here in regards to this okay. demo, and then we'll drive into that accessibility POV, because I did have a chance to try the Oculus Quest a couple of years, well, last year, and was drawn to it, but also found it to be rather inaccessible. But le- before we get to the accessibility side, let let's jump into what you want to show off here.
1: Okay, well, let me actually jump in to change the screen and show you what I'm seeing. So right now on the screen, you should, if I can appear out of my eye. You see what I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. okay? And I'm in a workspace. I'm in this beautiful workroom. There's a desk with four chairs at the table. Uh, You actually see pass through to what's on my physical table in front of me. And when I point at something and pinch my fingers just like this, I can control the environment around me. Now, because this is a workspace, it's meant and targeted at small business. So if you wanted to have a meeting and invite someone from the real world in, you could do something like, I don't know, look to your left and on your screen, have a Stephen Scott waving right there at you like he's in the room and having a conversation. So I'm at this virtual conference table and there's a beautiful environment around me i see my actual desktop that that mimics my physical desktop i'm able to draw it i can i can show you pass through again and you see what's actually on my desk so i can see if i had a keyboard here i could actually use my keyboard and i can actually click the computer view and connect to my physical computer that's behind me and it'll actually display on my screen like it's in front of me here oh my gosh desktop in front of me here and I can interact with it. So the idea here is that I see my keyboard on the desk and I can actually do things. This goes a little crazier because you can add multiple desktops, but we won't get into that because that's completely inaccessible. The other demo I want to show you that's really cool about this is because this is designed to have, you know, let's say three other people at the desk in VR form, so they'll kind of see your avatar. And notice that, you know, when I turn off the pass-through mode, you're seeing virtual hands in front of me. I have virtual hands that are kind of in the world that are mimicking my actual movements. Mm -hmm. A cool feature of this environment, which makes it really kind of special, is a whiteboard. So I'm going to click on the whiteboard view. I'm going to hit, you know, continue. I'm going to take one of these wands, these controllers, these VR controllers, and turn to my right and stand up. And I'm going to see in front of me a virtual whiteboard that I can then take my controller with and draw things on like this. I can actually draw pictures. I can write words. I actually feel haptic feedback when I'm actually typing on it or writing on it rather. Oh, that's trippy. Colors, et cetera, et cetera. But for this purpose, I'm going to actually get out of it and go back to the Go back to the desk because it's, you know.
0: And for anybody cool. who's wondering, Mark didn't actually draw anything. That was all squiggles.
1: It was, yeah, okay. It was all squiggles, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to go back to my desk mode and I'm back in my room here. And, you know, this is just a really, a little taste. Steven is still there, by the way. You can wave to Steven on my left. Um, I'm going to switch, though, to, to my front point of view and take the headset off for a second so I can breathe. Now, important to note, that was super comfortable. This was not heavy on my head. The design of this new headset is really, really balanced it is kind of like the existing vr headsets where you have this front immersive screens two two screens in front of your eyes but they put the battery pack on the back so it adds a nice amount of weight mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your head to hold it in place they have pads on the front and the back that allow it to kind of rest on your head almost like a baseball cap without the cap portion of course like any other vr headset it comes with the actual hand controllers there's a name for these that I'm, I'm escaping me right now but these allow you to navigate the vr world if you don't want to use your hands which is pretty cool and, and the interesting thing about this version the meta quest pro is that everything's rechargeable it comes with a nice little base station that i'm going to show you right here everything sits nicely into the base station it's a round disc that everything just kind of falls into with magnetic points that the controllers sit in, the headset sits right into and it charges. And this is a super important because the battery life on this is only about two hours. Right. So this is something that you're gonna sit in eight hours a day enjoying this VR experience. That being said, as I was preparing for this and kind of waiting for you guys, I was having a conversation with Steven, sitting back in my chair, leaning back, looking at him on that screen virtually. Um, he wasn't able to see my avatar because I haven't set that part up yet. But this really does show the purpose of of this kind of VR experience and where they're going with it. They're going for this kind of business point of view where you can collaborate on only, you know, things on a whiteboard, but make you feel like you're in one place as opposed to remote. And the timing, I think, is impeccable because of obviously the state of the world today. I mean, if you look back at the last two years, if it wasn't for this pandemic, I don't think we would be at the same position in life.
0: Right. Right. For so long the prospect of these Oculus headsets was almost strictly into video gaming, right? That was, that yeah. was where the fun yeah. was. That's, that's where the market was. But what you're proposing here and what Meta is proposing is that we're actually going to be creating more and more of this digital
1: space. There are people buying real estate in the Metaverse right now. This is And this is exactly it. Now, you still can't game on this. You can still play those Beat Sabers and those interactive VR games. That being said, the design of this is a little bit different where it's not completely immersive in terms of blocking out everything in front of you. You can add these magnetic blinders that literally look like horse blinders on the side, and those do block out majority of light. But it's not really intended for that. It's really intended to be this gateway into this consumer-friendly version of the metaverse that people expect. Now... Of course, a lot of people are asking, what about accessibility here? Now, obviously on the visual side of things, not terribly accessible to people with low vision. If you have a little bit of vision, you can definitely enhance the environment around you and make it a much more immersive experience. But I think this is where binaural or spatial audio is really gonna come into play here. That situation where I'm sitting at a desk with Steven Scott, because it knows the position I'm at and where he's at, that audio is playing to me out of the left side, so I know that Steven is to the left of me. And as people are sitting at the table, it actually targets that audio from where they're sitting at that table. And you can reconfigure that table if you want to work within your space. So just imagine the kind of immersive experiences you could. Let's say you're walking down the virtual street or the virtual marketplace. You can hear the hustle and bustle of traffic driving by, people from different ends that allow you to walk to different you know, vendors, for example. Mm-hmm. So this kind of really does get the mind going and thinking about, you know, the whole metaverse concept or just this immersive being able to be sitting at home but go into another world concept really is taking some kind of form here. And, you know, uh, much, as much as we bash Facebook slash meta for privacy issues and all the stuff that we've you know experienced over the past couple of years, they're the first ones really to jump in this game at a consumer level. Right. There is Microsoft HoloLens. There is, you know, uh, 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 Google Glass and stuff like that that tried, but not at this price point.
0: So let's talk about price points, because for mm. a while I was looking at getting one of the Oculus headsets. In the end, I decided not to. 2022 was an expensive year for me. But what if I want to jump into this new generation? What's that going to cost me?
1: So, I mean, it always sounds a lot cheaper when you talk about the U.S. price, which is 1599 Obviously, in Canadian dollars, because of exchange rate and inflation, we're looking at about $2,200. Oof. Your, your nearest competitor, the HoloLens, is, you know, 3500 4000 retail. Um, you know, Google Glass isn't even available. If it is, it's not even a comparable experience. Right, right. That being said, though, think about that, that you're paying about the same price for your phone these days.
0: Although the Oculus Quest is still going for like
1: $500. Exactly. And, and you, the, the cool thing is you can still use that Quest to get into experiences like this. Just not the immersiveness, if that's even a word I'm making right, down, right. Um, of of this experience with the augmented reality, with the cameras passing through with that seamless experience that it is trying to trying to extend into your vision it It feels like when
0: we're talking about any of these emerging areas of tech, whether it be self-driving cars or virtual reality, it is going to take a lot of broad-based buy-in before it can really be viable, though,
1: and, and I think that you know, by making it fun, by introducing the gaming side of the, the Quest and the Quest 2. I think that was a good barrier to entry. It helped people kind of get over it and let the kids get into it. And, and then parents put it on and like, oh, this is kind of cool. And now, by by releasing something that still does that, but also has a couple of these business components that seem kind of interesting, yeah. and not only that, but to get companies like Zoom, companies like Microsoft, to really endorse it, yeah. really yeah. themselves, that's a big that's a big thing because there's they know that there's been trust issues with Facebook and Meta over the past five years. They know they screwed up, and you know when they announced this about a month ago at that keynote, Mark Zuckerberg intentionally had Satya Nadella from Microsoft there to help him endorse it, not not. As much to say, as look, hey, Microsoft's on board. But I think it was more of a, if they trust us, you should trust us. Yeah. Without saying that. Yeah.
0: I, I'll i tell you, when I, when I tried it last year, I was leery. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be any fun at all. And then as soon as I figured it out, I was like, this is super fun. This is super great. This is super yeah. cool. And I've not ruled out buying one because that boxing game,
1: I was obsessed. Like, I fist fought a computer. It was great. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Stephen Scott loves driving around his his truck with the steering wheels he and does. pedals with his giant screen in front of him. Imagine putting on the headset. Doesn't he have to worry about it? And this is the other thing, too, is the the mobile workforce is going to be extremely empowered because you can be running this. This is running off the desktop that's behind me, but I can be running this off, uh, you know, a Microsoft Surface, you know, a single laptop. And I can bring up three screens in front of me yeah. and get so much more done. I could be on a plane doing that. I could be on a beach doing that. I could be in a condo doing that. So I don't need all this stuff around me anymore. I just need the headset. I need my computer and I'm set. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: definitely a really cool point. Hey, Mark, thank you for this. Thank you for giving us this demo. That was really cool. That went super well.
1: My pleasure. I'm glad it went well. The Steve Jobs costume is working out.
0: (laughs) Mark Aflalo, Steve Jobs, same kind of guy. That's Mark Aflalo. He's the host of Double Tap TV, which you can find Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.